0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Quinn and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your host, Tony Quinn Jr.
3: Now, I will say, the journey, and it was a journey, <laughs> to get to the press box is one of the, the toughest journeys I've been on.
2: And Chris Ello. He
4: hits two home runs every game, including a glance, me, <laughs> Well, it's going to be one of those Man. days, huh?
2: It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on three. The Fan.
4: All three of us did our best during that break to try and count how many teams there are in the MLS, and all three of us came up with a different total. So it's unofficial as far as this program is concerned. I say there's 29 teams in the MLS. I got 28. Tony's got 28. It's, Frank, it's what do you 28. got?
5: 28.
3: There's 14 in each conference. You
4: got 28. I have 29. I'm going to read them all okay. too. No, I don't want to read them all too. Wait, you. No, I kind of want
3: you to read them all. Can you go in alphabetical order?
4: I will. Atlanta United. Yes. Austin, FC. Yes. Charlotte, FC. Yes. Chicago Fire, FC.
3: Yes. Cincinnati. Yes. You skipped one C, though. Well, I'll make, get
4: back to them. Let's see. Colorado Rapids. Yes. Columbus Crew. Yes. That's seven. Yes. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep going with my list here. D.C. United. hmm Dallas. Nine. Houston Dynamo FC. 10. Sporting KC. Mm -hmm. 11. LA Galaxy and LAFC. Word. 13. Inner Miami CF. Oh, they're tricky. CF. Uh, Minnesota United. CF Montreal. Nashville FC. New England Revolution. I believe we're up to 18.
3: I stopped counting, so right. I hope New you York got New York Red it.
4: Bulls. New York FC. New York City FC, that's 20. Orlando City, 21. Uh, Philadelphia Union. Portland Timbers. Real Salt Lake, 24. San Jose Earthquakes. Seattle Sounders. St. Louis City, SC, that's 27. Toronto, and the Vancouver Whitecaps, 29, according to my account. So if somebody wants to correct that.
5: St. Louis is not a team. Louis I, is I a team. St.
3: Louis is not a team? I was about to say, I didn't see St. Yeah, Louis. No, St. Louis. You, don't
4: have, you don't have St. Louis on there? No. no,
5: they must be an expansion ready for next season. Maybe
4: they're getting ready for next year. All right, there you go. 2022, I called them up and they say uh, no matches this year. So 2023, apparently they will
3: come into being. All right. There Pretty it is. Good. So soon to be twenty nine. Soon to be 29. nine. We're always. I'm always ahead of my and time. Th- is that probably why the you know, San, San Diego might be getting a team? Because uh, to make it 30? Maybe to make it 15 30. East. St. Diego. Louis goes to
5: the East. Yeah, yeah. I would say that.
3: Yeah. All right. So
4: 28 officially this year, 29. Glad we
3: knocked that out. I'm so happy. I'm so happy we did that. It was much needed. Oh, before we move on to the <laughs> next thing. It was
4: much needed. Really? <laughs> was it much needed?
3: <laughs> no, it wasn't, but... You know, since we went through it, it was much needed. All right. Frank, you had a, an excellent point about soccer. Well, part give, of, it to,
5: give it to us. Part of the reason I think why soccer isn't as big here as it could be and is around the world, we're spoiled for choice here. The NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball at the height of the world as far as the the ability of the players in said leagues. Yeah, Europe doesn't have that. Yeah, No, it, cricket basketball there are some places in europe and around the world that do have basketball that play at a high level and like japan has baseball too but for the most part around the world it's soccer. the highest levels are here it's either the only one or the biggest
4: yeah soccer is really the only sport where we don't have the highest level in our country pretty much yeah all right very good point frank
3: that's good. Do you want to take over the show from here? <laughs> got three hours to go. So do you want making all
4: the good
2: points? How about that daily gap?
3: Do you do you still still not on? I got on a that? daily gap. Okay, cool. There
2: Let's it is. play it. Do you like money?
6: I think about money a lot.
2: Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. I right, know crazy today,
4: so uh, I'm handling The Daily Gambit. Thought we'd take a look at some futures and take a look at uh, all of the uh, big-time sports that we were just talking about and who's most likely to win championships this year. Before I get to that, they do already have odds out on the United States match with Netherlands in the World Cup coming up on Saturday morning, here are the uh, odds for that match—at least the opening odds. Uh, Netherlands to win it is minus one fifteen, so you'd have to bet one hundred fifteen dollars to win a hundred if you choose Netherlands. United States, you bet a hundred, they're plus three sixty, mm. so you make three hundred sixty smackers. Now smackers. they
3: list. Wait, did you say when you opened you said let's talk about some some futures? Yeah, I'm going to get into those. As well. What is it?
4: Futures. Futures are like the odds for the Lakers to win the NBA title this year. Oh, few. okay. That gotcha. kind of stuff. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's what I said. Uh, but here's the thing that I find interesting if you want to bet on this match. It's plus 235 if you bet a draw. Now, the match can't finish in a draw, but apparently in the gambling world it can. So, so before I, it goes I'm, to PK. I'm guessing if they play... The full match and then play extra time and it's still a tie. That's the bet. That's your bet. You win. And then the PKs just decide which team moves on to the next round. But it still, I think, officially goes down on your record as a draw. Interesting. Did not know that. I didn't either. But I do now. So there you go, soccer fans. If you uh, think the U.S. can win that thing, plus 360 is what you're getting right now. I'll give it give you this, the United States is plus three sixty. The other match that is already set up for the knockout stage, England versus Senegal. Senegal, uh, Senegal is plus six hundred. So a they're much longer shot to beat England than the United States is to beat Netherlands. All right, let's get into some futures. Senegal missing their best player, too. Senegal's missing its best player. Yeah.
3: Really? I collected my World Cup <laughs> trading cards. Who was that so I can save it? I believe his name is Mane. You know this? <laughs> yes. Good for you. I think that was on Final Jeopardy yeah. last night. <laughs> was that Final
4: Jeopardy he last night? He got hurt. Now? I watched Final Jeopardy last night. Think, that was not the question. I
3: think he got hurt uh, like two days before... The World Cup started. Okay, ruled him out for the entire tournament. So ah. they are uh, obviously they'll be they'll be hurting.
4: Yeah, and the United States are going to be hurting. I know Cindy, uh, our guest, talked about U.S.'s chances if Pulisic can't play against Netherlands. I don't like our chances if he can't play. Yeah, because it seems like the whole offense comes and goes with that
3: guy. He's a mover and shaker. Yes, in the middle,
4: Captain America. Yes. All right, some other daily gambit stuff for you to ponder: Stanley Cup. Who's favored to win the Stanley Cup as of this moment? Avalanche. Colorado Avalanche defending champs are still
3: on top at plus 450. I just remember, you know why I guess Avalanche, because I remember you saying last year how really, really, really good they were.
0: Yeah, they were
3: really good last
4: year. And, I mean, they dominated the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, I think they only lost two, uh, two games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Colorado this year is actually sitting in third place in its division behind Dallas and Winnipeg. But that doesn't change the fact that the pundits still feel that Colorado is favored to win the Stanley Cup.
3: Speaking of NHL, we have to have our, our homegirl, uh, Lauren Gardner, come on talk a little NHL. Let's what get I...
4: Lauren on to talk a little puck. The best team in the uh, NHL so far this year has been the Boston Bruins. They are 18-3,
3: 36 Wait. points. Didn't, uh, didn't the Devils win like...
4: New Jersey's straight? right there. They're 19-4. and four. Okay, All So right. those are the two top teams in the league. But that doesn't change your future bets. Colorado's number one choice. Boston, number two. Vegas Golden Knights are the number three choice right now. And then the New Jersey Devils are the number four choice in the betting. Longest shot to win the Stanley Cup right now, the Arizona Coyotes. 100,000. Plus a hundred thousand. How
3: much? uh, What's their record right now? Uh, Let's see. They are
4: sitting at seven and ten with three ties.
3: That's horrible. That's not terrible.
4: Yeah, nobody in the NHL is awful
3: uh, record-wise, except for the Ducks. What you got, Frank? You like you want to say something? Overtime losses, not ties.
4: Yes, I know, but I call them (laughs) ties. Anaheim Mighty Ducks are six fifteen and one. That's the worst record in the league right now. All right, so there's a little hockey update now. N NBA futures. All right, who's favored right now to win the NBA title? Tony Gwynn Jr. Who do you think? Number one choice among mm. the uh, odds makers right now. Bucks. this moment. The Milwaukee Bucks are second, believe it or not, in the uh, current odds plus six hundred. Who do you think's number one? Give be another he's shot at east.
3: it. I can't think of who's
4: in the East. Bucks right now have the second best record in the league at fourteen and five. That's the Suns. This team has the best record in all of the NBA, seventeen and four. Give it to me. The Boston Celtics.
3: I can't say They're that. the number
4: one choice right now for the NBA that. Finals. Plus three sixty. Oh, that's right. You're I can't not, say that. That's right. Laker fans are not allowed to uh, refer to the Celtics. Bucks are the second choice. Golden State Warriors are still the third choice. Despite the fact they're off to an 11-10 and start, they have won three in a row. The number four choice in the NBA is the Clippers. Can't say that either, can you, Tony?
3: Phoenix Suns are number five. I'm not worried about the Clippers.
4: Lakers are the 17th choice right now. Middle of the pack, baby. At plus 7,000. My Chicago Bulls are the 21st choice at plus 15,000. You want to really go out on a limb? Bet the Charlotte Hornets plus one hundred thousand. You just you just
3: donating money if you're doing that. All right, how
4: about the final four? How about the final four? The Aztecs are the twenty first choice in the betting right now. Let me see if I can get the final four. At plus five thousand. But who do you have uh the final four? There's actually five teams that have pretty much the same odds, so I'll give you any of those if you give me your guesses. Final four betting right now, Tony Gwynn Jr. North go. Carolina. North Carolina is sixth, not included in the Gonzaga. Uh, top group. Gonzaga is tied with North Carolina, not in the top group. Okay, so Arizona. Arizona, yes. They are uh, tied for third. Houston. Houston is the favorite right now, plus 750. The other three teams are Texas, Kentucky, and Baylor.
3: I couldn't think of those three.
4: Couldn't think of those three. I wouldn't get to that. All right, Aztecs right now, you can get plus 5,000 on them to win the national championship. 21st choice in the betting at the Might moment.
3: Might not be a bad bet at 21.
4: God, to win the entire thing, that just seems, I'd love it, obviously. Make my life if that happened. My, I, my if, they, if they didn't have a parade for the Aztecs, I would drive my car right down the middle of some road and have my and have your parade. own parade. I'd be so happy. I
3: ride. I ride shotgun. You'd be there. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Put the top down for yeah. that one, Tony. Yep. Yeah. Man, would that be something?
3: Hold oh, like on, Montezuma or something. Just go right down Montezuma yeah. Road.
4: Go around college. Come up College. Go yeah. down Montezuma. Fairmont. Just keep making the circle for about three hours. Uh, all right, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Who is favored right now, this minute, Tony Gwynn Jr., to win Super Bowl 57? Eagles. Eagles are the third choice, plus 600. Chiefs. Chiefs are number one, plus 400. Got number two. Buffalo? Yep. Number two, Buffalo. It's Kansas City, Buffalo, Philadelphia, number four. Please don't say this too loudly because you might be listening. The Niners. Wow. (laughs) Plus 650. They're the fourth choice in the betting right now. Cowboys are fifth. Ravens. Has anybody paid attention to the Ravens blowing all these double digit leads? Yes. And the Dolphins. I've seen
3: quite a few of them since Lamar Jackson is my quarterback. Yeah. The
4: Dolphins check in as the number seven choice in the betting right now. Look at the Dolphins moving up. Yeah, we'll see what they do with the 49ers this week. Big test coming tell up. Tell you what. Uh, on the weekend.
3: the kid, Patrick Mahomes, is pretty good.
4: Patrick Mahomes is uh, better than anybody else. Yep. Yeah. I think and he is. He's proven it without – if there was any question before the season, he's proven it during the season.
3: Yeah, should be no question now. You know, because
4: it's obvious how good Tyreek Hill is. Tyreek Hill is he's made Tua Tonga Bailoa an MVP candidate. Yes, he has.
3: <laughs> Yes, he <has. laughs> That's
4: how good he is. And Patrick Mahomes is getting it done without him. All right. There's our daily gambit for today.
3: Hope oh, you enjoy. Nice
4: it. job, Chris. Thank you. I think, I, I think that's a segment you can, you can do the futures like once a month or something can't do that every day. No, it would be no. kind of boring if I came on tomorrow and said, all right, who's the Super Bowl favorite today now, Tony? Yeah, no, it's still, still the Chiefs. But uh, there we have it for today. All right, uh, Stormy Bonatomi is going to be on to talk college football. We didn't do the college football futures. I guess we could have done that as well, but we'll discuss that with her. Who is going to be in the playoff and uh, how's it all going to work? We'll talk some college football at the uh, bottom of the hour with her. In the meantime, we'll check a little traffic right now and come back with more Gwen and Chris on the uh, flip side of that.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
3: Two On the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello. Big Frank, filling in for Matthew Scraby, who is out.
4: Uh, for those wondering, Big Frank, last name. It's Frank Marchese.
3: We hadn't mentioned that yet, huh? We had mentioned that end. You, you've the... heard Frank Marchese at the end of... Of every, not every Padre game, but at a lot of Padre games, Jesse Agler signing off. Well, he was the number one guy. Thank, uh, yeah, right. Frank, Frank was on the
4: board all year long for the NFC, NFC, the National League Championship contending Padres. There, there you go. Yeah, Frank was uh, here all year long, and, and, and Frank's greatest donation to the Padres season. And I really have to give him credit for this, Tony, because I I can't imagine if if I had been in the same position. Frank is from New York. He's a lifelong Mets fan. I think that's fair. I mean, you grew up in New York. You root for your team. Moved out here. And he had to run the board for the The Padres-Mets playoff series. series. The whole series. And listen to his own favorite team go down to defeat. All the while pretending like he was kind of happy about it. Hey,
3: you know the best part about it. I don't know was, how he did it. Well, I don't know if it was the best part about it, but it was it was quite funny that in the process of that, that meant he also had to listen through celebrations of champagne. That's right. He had to go into the locker room and and hear all that joy. Yeah. As his team was It's amazing back home. that
4: Frank didn't just mistakenly and I use that in quotation marks. It's amazing that Frank didn't mistakenly just push the wrong button while you were down there interviewing all of the happy Padres after they I tell at the Mets. I got
3: to tell you, I was surprised. Once I, I, I put it together that Frank was on the other end of that board, yeah. I was surprised any of the interviews got back to you guys. Great I really job was. by you, Frank. Man, that's a
4: pro's pro right there. That pro. That to me is a pro's pro. Being able to your whole your favorite team gets eliminated because we know
3: how Mets fans you, feel about the, like their, their squad. Sure, you they're, love your team, man. Got kind of a maniacs about it. So. He loves
4: his team. Frank, can you even possibly though stick up for Buck Walter going out to the, uh, check Joe Musgrove? No, and
5: I I felt that way at the time. <laughs> Absolutely not. A couple Frank. of things. Atta there boy. there was no pretending that I was happy about <laughs> it. Oh, you didn't happy. pretend that oh, you were no, happy the there Padres There was no won. pretending. Sam was with me the entire series, so I couldn't That's just right. walk Sammy off and leave. That's right. Sammy Levitt was here, yeah. Oh, he can tell you there was stuff that I knew wasn't going to break anything thrown all yeah. over the place. Oh, yeah. yeah it had to be a frustrating
4: having. few days for Mets fans, And for again, sure.
5: the worst part of it was, and I've told you guys this off air, it wasn't that I had to sit there and listen to it. It was that after it was all over and I should have just went home, I had to listen to it again to cut it all up so you guys could use it on the shows. Oh, yeah. So I didn't just hear it once. I heard (laughs) it twice. That was torture. Yeah, Yeah, I bet.
4: That is torture. Many years ago, I was doing sports updates on uh, one of our sports stations in town, and the Chargers beat the Dolphins in a playoff game, and I was the update guy that night. (laughs) And I had to constantly come on hour after hour after hour after hour and not only feign excitement over the Chargers advancing in the playoffs but I had to play highlights from the game on my sports update so I know a little bit about what you feel like Frank it's not easy to do but you are a pros pro and we appreciate that
3: we do man yes uh, you know I don't feel bad about The the Mets going home, but you know I I do feel bad for you. I don't expect you to, and thank you very much. But (laughs) it's
5: yeah, that just that just
4: that wasn't easy. Just you know,
3: you guys were part of uh, a list of hundred win teams that went home because of the Padres, so it's okay. And that
5: was the worst. You're not the only one. If it was a mediocre like 88 to 92 win team, I it wouldn't have been as bad. But a hundred win team should have walked all over, and to make it worse. To lose the division to Atlanta by getting swept oh, yeah, the right. they you guys down. with yeah. the same guys we threw in it, that wild was, card series, it was, that was just it was a awful. tough.
3: Tough two weeks for Mets fans there at the yep. end. Yeah, but uh, that's okay. They still gave Buck Showalter the uh, Manager of the Year. Award he did. He's for some he still won that. Um, college football, yes. All is not well with the college football playoff. At least moving forward, uh, the Rose Bowl has a has a deadline. Uh, this week, uh, leaders of the college play- college football playoff issued an ultimatum to the Rose Bowl this week, giving a self-imposed deadline of Wednesday. So that's tomorrow yeah, to determine whether the college football playoff can expand in time for the start of the 2024 regular season. And if the game's most storied bowl can agree to terms, apparently right now, um, that is not the case. It could possibly be excluded from that whole new year 6 from what i understand the rose bowl does not want
4: to be in a position where they expand the college football playoff to 12 games or 12 teams and then the rose bowl the greatest bowl of them all winds up getting a first round matchup because if they you know if they are included in the in the mix then they rotate the sites of the games and so whereas the rose bowl would be home for the national championship game Once, you know, every six or seven years, there would be other years where the Rose Bowl was the site of a first-round game, and the Rose Bowl doesn't want that. So that is the sticking point right now. The college football playoff people want the Rose Bowl to be part of the bowls that rotate.
3: But they don't want to be a part of the rotation. the Rose Bowl
4: doesn't want to be in a rotation that has them hosting a first-round game.
3: Wait, so let me make sure I have this right. So... They could host a, a first round game, but they could also, in yes, that rotation, it would, it would, in the rotation they get, would to get a
4: championship game in some, at some years. point. Right. So, it, in other so it's years, either
3: be involved in that or, or not be involved at all. That's what it comes down to. And the, the Rose Bowl seems is. Like, uh, it seems like college football has all the leverage on this one. It seems like college football has all the leverage, <laughs> which is exactly
4: why they're the ones that pose the deadline. To the Rose Bowl and said, Hey, tomorrow, make up your mind. Either do it or get off the ball. I'm
3: sure there's plenty of other places that want to get in on this playoff. Hello?
4: <laughs> Holiday Bowl. Well, I don't know. We don't have a big enough stadium I don't think anymore. We do. Yeah, even though they play the Holiday Bowl at Petco Park. My wife's very excited about the prospects for the Holiday Bowl this year. I am too. We'll see if Notre Dame is too. still an option. Uh, I haven't read. You think UCLA is an option? No. <laughs> they will not be an option for a long, long time, if ever. Um it looks like Oregon or Washington will probably be the team potentially Utah depending on what happens this weekend but that'll be the Pacific uh Pac 12 team as far as the ACC is concerned Duke doesn't sound too appealing to me North Carolina could fall to the Holiday Bowl if they lose to Clemson this weekend but the one that they really want is Notre Dame they'd love to have Notre Dame you know get slotted in somehow I just don't know that do they get spotted in? I, I are, guess, are they, I guess are they're
3: are they playing in the ACC in, in college football? No, they're oh, not. Okay, but so. I
4: think that there's a way that they can choose Notre Dame if some other Bulls pass on Notre Dame. So confusing, hmm. you know, that probably I will say nobody I, really understands all of it. But uh, I haven't seen any of the experts predict that Notre Dame will be coming here. So it doesn't sign. seem like whoever has – normally whoever has a chance to select Notre Dame takes them. Because I, they're such a big draw,
3: I'm definitely uh, curious to what a football game's going to look like in Petco Park. We still, yes, we never got, we got to never see, got a see it now, to last see year.
4: It. We got to see the field. Yeah, you were out there on Once, the field. were not you there the day of the game or the day, day before? The day before, you were out there posing for pictures and doing the whole thing, promoting everything. UCLA took its
3: ball and went home. They were they were uh, not happy.
4: Nobody has been happy with UCLA. I still don't think an apology has been issued. No, they they gave some UCLA. lame excuse
3: why they why they left. Right? Well, they just said they too many players
4: had COVID, but apparently they said it while they were already on the on bus. The bus. Home. That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. You're right. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a nightmare last year. Because I, I, the morning of the game, I went to the parade. My wife, who was a Holiday Bowl red coat. Walked in the parade. She was very excited for the game. Her first holiday bowl is a red coat. And then I went and uh, had to broadcast an Aztec basketball game, and I was there that I read on my Twitter feed that they were canceling the holiday bowl. Called my wife, and she didn't believe me. Although she believed me. She just couldn't believe it. that, right. that was really going right. to happen. And yeah, that's was what a,
3: ended up happening. It was definitely uh, a shock, yeah. no, no doubt about it. Uh, this hour is brought to you by... The San Diego County Sheriff's Department, see current job opportunities and join at join sdsheriff.net. San Diego County Sheriff's Department is working hard to keep San Diego safe and is now hiring. The Sheriff's Department offers re- offers rewarding career with growth and has an opportunity for anyone with integrity that wants to make a difference. Go to join net to learn more. That's join sdsheriff.net. Let's get to break when we come back. Stormy Bonatoni will join us, talk a little college football, SC, possibly in a playoff. TCU, another squad uh, really sitting in the driver's seat. We'll get into it all when we return. Mark, going to Chris on the way.
4: Back on the program, 3.38 is the time. Ladies' Day on the uh, program had Cindy Bourne from the uh, Washington Post on earlier. going to have Stormy Bonatoni from ESPN joining us shortly. First, we've got to check a little traffic here on the Gwen and Chris program, so let's do that.
2: From the Premier Kia of Carlsbad Traffic Center, part of the Premier Auto Family, here's Kelly Tannock.
6: Traffic is sponsored by Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad know a little busier on our roads, guys. Still clearing this crash on the southbound side of the 5, just past Loma, Santa Fe. Everything is over to the right shoulder. Also traveling on the westbound 8, just before the 67, there is a collision involving a couple vehicles. It's got the right lane blocked. Also on the 43rd Street on-ramp to northbound 805, we are getting reports of a collision. Looks like that is blocking the right lane of that ramp. Coach Kinter and Joe Musgrove's choice. They're a different kind of dealership. Looking to be a solid community partner. Deliver excellent service. Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Chevrolet, find new roads. I'm Kelly Danik with Glenn and Chris San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
4: I was lucky enough to uh, work with our uh, guest, a uh, young lady uh, from uh, the Mountain West Network, Stormy Bonatoni, and uh, she has uh, left that far behind and uh, moved on to uh, bigger and greater things. Now an uh, ESPN uh, college football sideline reporter, host of... Sports betting updates uh, program, uh, VISN Vison in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, she joins us here to talk uh, about a variety of things. Stormy, how are you today? Good to have you on the program.
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Always good to hear your voice. And it's so funny, like being intro from you when you had to put up with my first sideline reporting against ever. Um, doing the soccer championships for the Mountain West Conference out there in San Diego. So, <laughs> fortunately, I've grown a little bit, but uh, thanks to you for putting up with me back in the day. <laughs> I'm
4: happy to have known you when and uh, played any small part in your rise to prominence. Uh, Stormy, uh, this college football season's coming right down to the wire, and uh, you've got uh, obviously Georgia sitting on top right now, and uh, Michigan with the big win over Ohio State. TCU. I guess USC, those are the four that control their own destiny. Do you think all four teams are going to be able to get it done in their conference championship games? And if they don't, who do you think could take one of their spots?
1: Yeah, so I do. Obviously, there is going to be some wiggle room for things to get interesting, potentially if K-State were to pull that upset against TCU, or if. Utah ultimately beats USC once again like they did earlier in the regular season but I mean what a fun game that was at Rice Eccles Stadium a 43-42 walk-off two-point conversion win for the Utes. so um, we're in store for a fun one here in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium if it's anything like that again but USC is just their offense led by Caleb Williams has been so good it's it would be really really hard for me to believe with everything that they have on the line and the potential for lincoln riley to have turned that team around to the extent that they have to be in a college football playoff position their first year with this new system that he's put in like i just don't see that going to the wayside their offense has been too hot right now the 36 points they put up against notre dame was their lowest offensive output since october 8th like they're averaging over 42 points per game on the year and so I think that, and this is somebody, by the way, Chris, just to let you know, I was such a USC hater to start the season. <laughs> I was all in on the Utah train in the Pac-12 and was just quieted week one in that loss of Florida. And USC, meanwhile, like I've just answered every question that you could have, even with their defense struggling to the extent that they have. Caleb Williams and the offense have been able to overpower it week in and week out. So I do think that USC gets it done. I think that TCU beats Kansas State but I honestly believe and you can tell me if I'm crazy that even if they lose they should still be in in my opinion because of their strength of record the big 12 has been top to bottom better than the big 10 this year for people that are trying to put Ohio State in that final spot should TCU lose so you tell me what you think on that standpoint
4: I, I agree with you, but I don't think it'll yeah, happen. I, I mean if T C U loses, they will be so fast to get rid of them and I know. hate
1: it though. I hate it so much. Just because TCU doesn't drum up the same interest that Ohio State does, it just uh it's mind boggling to me. I hate that the committee can just make up their own rules every week.
3: Stormy, that brings me to my next question. Obviously, it's not really uh it's not a typical college football playoff without the Ohio State or or an Alabama team, and then both of them sitting on the outside looking in. Uh, it does feel like if a TCU goes down, that this committee will have no problem putting an Alabama or an Ohio State team in there. And you know, some people would argue that uh, they still would be among the top four teams, best teams out there, despite their two losses.
1: Yeah, and obviously the college football playoff has never had a two-loss team make it in, but uh, if things get weird here with TCU, and it's not at least a very close loss, because here's the thing, too, with this Big 12 championship game, is that it's, I mean, I know it's in Jerry World, but it's effectively a home game for TCU. So if they lose this game by a large margin, by a small margin, whatever, it could very negatively impact them in the committee's eyes, in my opinion. Um, even though it's not in Fort Worth. It could feel that way. It's close enough. And so if they have the chance to put Ohio State or, God forbid, Alabama, like you mentioned, like I will despise <laughs> the idea of, a of Alabama getting in. I, I have to tell you, I will, it's a vomit-inducing possibility, though, like you referenced. <laughs> but it's because of, like, what's Alabama's good win to you guys? Because you look at the losses, obviously, to LSU and Tennessee, but they beat Mississippi State 8-4, and four, beat Ole Miss, 8 and 4. Texas is probably going to be their best win and they're 8 and 4. <laughs> and that was a game where Quinn Ewers yeah. got hurt and they probably should have lost that game anyways. And so yeah, you beat Arkansas who's 6 and 6. Like I just I really have a problem as you look down their schedule and tell me that that's a two-loss team that deserves to be there unless uh, the one thing and you know Chris that I look through a lot of this through a lens of like a betting side of it. And I can very easily see an odds maker saying, well, if you have Alabama against any of those teams, they would probably be favored. And so that's where you kind of get to that other argument that you could see the committee making. I just have an issue with it because of the way that they played this year. I don't think that they should get that credence just because it's Nick Saban and just because it's Alabama. But that's what they'll get, I'm
4: sure. Music to If you. anybody's wondering why I like Stormy, you're hearing all of the reasons why right now. She has the same frustration that I do. It's all about who's rated where in the preseason, and that tends to work itself throughout the whole year. And You're right, Stormy. A team like TCU, even if they lost – probably still deserves a look at that playoff, but we know that they're not going to get it. Stormy Bonatoni is with us from ESPN and college football. Do you think the 12-team playoff, do you think the Rose Bowl is going to come around here and be involved in this? And Are we going to get that in the next few years? And if so, do you think that's the best move for college football?
1: So I love the idea of the expanded playoff, and I think that's even been something fun. I don't know how much you guys look at Um, some of the projections of what it would be as they come out with these college football playoff four team rankings they've like I've seen on the athletic they always put out the 12 of what those seedings would be and stuff and it's I mean throughout the course of the season you're like oh wow that would be that matchup that would be so fun and I love that idea because even if at the end of the day it still plays out where you have those you know the SEC dominant squads that still just time in year in and year out end up at the top that's all well and good but you have the opportunity for parity right you have the opportunity for the little guy to show their stuff on the big stage and I know football is a sport where it's very different than it is in basketball or baseball when you have the NCAA tournament in the College World Series but it just gives you a little bit more of that opportunity but like you referenced with the Rose Bowl I think that does obviously make the importance of bowls become even lesser than they already are right now and that's been really hard for the bowl system to overcome in the last few years i think the rose bowl is one of those bowls that's going to be fine right yeah. like that's just one that no matter what they're going to make it work and they're going to make everything fine but as far as a lot of the other smaller bowls out there and i think they're in big trouble and Players and teams aren't going to want to play in them unless they're getting paid, which is a whole other aspect um, that we could go down a whole other
3: rabbit hole. Stormy Bonatone joins us here, at ESPN. We're talking a little bit of college football right now. I want to switch gears, Stormy, because uh, you're in Vegas, and uh, in the last four or five years, Vegas has come across some some real professional teams out there. The Raiders moved there, obviously. The, the Knights are there; they've had some success, and, and you're starting to hear. At least rumblings a little bit about the NBA, maybe your Major League Baseball team. What has been, um, what has been the, the, the how has the, the, the two teams that are there now been received in Vegas? And, and what are your thoughts on possibly an NBA or, or an MLB team being there one day?
1: I love it. And fellas, I am a born and raised Las Vegan, So it has been so cool to see my city grow from what, like in my childhood, we pretty much had. You know minor league baseball for a time and the unlv rebels and that was everything that i grew up on and so the fact that we have major professional sports in las vegas has been incredible the golden knights and you guys know the history from year one with october one and the shooting that happened here the team and the city bonded so much through that in the inaugural season and then them going on that incredible improbable run to a Stanley Cup final against the Capitals, there is such a tight union between the Vegas Golden Knights and the community here. And I had the good fortune to work for the team for two seasons as well. And it was just honestly a dream come true to work for the organization that was the first team here yeah. that like made all of this other stuff possible. And the Raiders have been very well received, which is hard to take here for me as a 49ers <laughs> fan my whole life. I don't like it, but... Um, unfortunately, this season has just gone off the rails a little bit, which has been pretty tough. You would have thought last year with all of the off-field issues that they dealt with, with their coach being fired and Henry Ruggs and you know all of the different controversies and adversity they had to overcome, yet they still had 10 wins and made the playoffs. Meanwhile, this year, with all of the offensive weapons that they have, you would have thought that this could be the year where they would have a lot of success in the West, and that just hasn't been Although kudos to them back to back overtime wins these last couple of weeks maybe that can be the springboard that they need here moving forward I hope that it continues to expand we have a major uh, lacrosse team we have a WNBA team that just won a yeah. national championship um, and the XFL coming to Vegas here in February so we will take everything that we can get and it has been so awesome to see it grow
4: Stormy is also an Aztec. She went to San Diego State. Yeah. More reasons to like Stormy Bonatoni, and she does uh, the V I S N. Is it V Sin or VSIN, Stormy, I want to. V- yeah, VSIN. You said it right,
1: VSIN. Yeah,
4: VSIN. It's a sports uh, betting uh, program. She does it in Las Vegas and uh, works out of the same the hotel that we were at, Tony, uh, when Scrappy and I went out there. Circa, yeah, and uh, happened yeah. to happen to run into Stormy there, and she's doing a great job on this TV show. Uh, all right, so you're an Aztec and you're a sports betting analyst. Give me your thoughts on San Diego State tonight minus thirteen, or yeah, giving thirteen at home against a six and one UC Irvine squad.
1: Well, they better bounce back, right? Speaking of which, <laughs> I know that um, San Diego State is going to be playing in the Hawaii Bowl. Hopefully, they're that Hawaii's a little bit more friendly to them in football than they were at the Maui Invitational. My goodness, yeah. Um, that, <laughs> was not making me feel good I was very stressed I do not have a wager on this evening's game against UC Irvine but I have like a lot of faith in this Aztecs team and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong but it seems like they like finally have scoring potential yeah, yeah Whereas the last yeah. couple years it's been like all defense all the time and they haven't been able to facilitate the ball offensively to have production and Now they seem to have that, and you need to get the defense back. (laughs) So, how do you guys feel about the Aztecs um, overall this season? But no wager for me. But you know, I lean SDSU no matter
4: what. Way to go, Stormy! I'm taking. I'm nervous about the game tonight. So when I'm nervous nervous about the points, I take the 13 points. UC Irvine's pretty good, so. Keep an eye on that game. You can talk about it on your uh, betting update show tomorrow. Stormy, great job. Thanks for uh, being on the program for the first time. uh, It's been too long. We'll have to have you on again. We enjoyed it and uh, continued uh, best of luck and success uh, there at ESPN as well.
1: Appreciate y'all. Thank you. And next time I'll come ready with a bet on SDSU. Don't worry. No, no that's
4: worries. <laughs> no worries. Thank you, Stormy. Very well informed and entertaining. Uh, Stormy Bonatoni, uh, there, the ESPN sideline reporter and host of the, uh, sports betting update show Vison in Las Vegas. Did
3: a good job. Yeah.
4: And, you know, she just says a
3: lot of things that I
4: like, which is, well, she's an
3: Aztec for life. So that's, she's an Aztec for help. life. That's so helpful. that's
4: where she's already starting off on the right foot. But, uh, you know, her. She was very frustrated about the fact that yes, Alabama or Ohio State can still sneak their way into the college football playoff. I like the way she's thinking. I just don't know that college football is going to listen. I mean, if TCU loses to Kansas State, if USC loses
3: to Utah, I, I wait to
4: see how fast they move Ohio State and Alabama up into those spots.
3: I, 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 I can see a scenario. I can easily see actually TCU losing. And or USC losing and yeah. Ohio State sliding into that spot. for sure. I, I I think that that will happen. Yeah, actually.
4: I think it will too.
3: Because they, I think I think my guess is that the committee is likes that the fact that they've never allowed a two loss team. So you don't think they'll let board. Alabama? No, I think they, I think Alabama's out of luck this year, and their wins have turned out not to be that great.
4: Yeah, they also played Austin P, which well, should yeah, be that that's should eliminate you. Thing. From, That should eliminate you from playoff consideration on its own. All right. uh, That was fun. Enjoyed that. All right. We got uh, Chris versus the fans coming up to kick off the 4 o'clock hour dial in and play a little trivia 833 288 097 what scraby oh, yeah oh there's
3: no scraby Well, scraby yeah let me make we sure do he do? did we make sure we sure got that question oh yeah up. no he 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 loaded them up before did he load them up <laughs> yeah he loaded them up that boy scraby scraby taking care of his man. boys he
4: is the man we appreciate that stormy bonatomi by the way joined us on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, you can save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new
3: roads, Chris. Uh, you had a, a pretty, had a pretty good day, pretty good day last time we played. Uh, Chris versus the fans. I've been hot we, lately. Yeah, you. So do one, do, that
4: means I'll probably blow off so the questions. Today. You know,
3: with Al Scraby here, the questions will fall onto you, my guy.
4: Yes, I do know that. You want to come up with some some trivia questions? For tomorrow? (laughs) For tomorrow, yeah, I'll be ready. Have some fun, Frank. Come up with, uh, I'd like to see what Frank Marchese's got in line for me on trivia questions. Well, well,
3: you know, because Frank isn't doing it every day, there might be a little more effort put into it because he doesn't have the responsibility of doing it every single day. (laughs) A lot more effort. I mean that's at least the expectation for just so you know. Here.
4: By the way, Stormy, I liked everything about her except for that crack about the 49ers that she snuck in there at the end. She is a 49er fan.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a Raider Normally, fan. Normally
4: I can put up with 49er fans.
3: Can you? No. Oh okay. Not when yeah, I had sure. to say I don't think you put up with Scraby very often.
4: No, and this week I'm definitely not uh, putting up with 49er fans. No, not at all. All right, we'll take our break. We'll come back. Chris versus the fans. Special edition without Scraby coming up next.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.